Since 6 o'clock this evening, we've been reading the Bible. And as these traditional Christmas carols and hymns capture and express biblical truth, we've been singing the Bible. The truth we've been reading and singing about is centered upon promises, both promises made and promises kept. Lessons in Carols teaches a simple and profound truth. The coming of Jesus Christ fulfills the central promise of the Bible. A few days ago, I took a small book off the bookshelf in my study that I had been there for several years, but until last week had remained unread. It's entitled, Why on Earth Did Jesus Come? And thankfully, it remains no longer unread. At the bottom of the front cover is a subtitle in the form of a short statement from C.S. Lewis. God has landed on this enemy-occupied planet in human form. Now, there are a number of answers that the Bible gives to the question, why on earth did Jesus come? Or, why did God land on this enemy-occupied planet in human form? Here are a few that I could find through a quick survey of the Bible. Jesus came to, to do the will of the Father, to save sinners, to bring light to a dark world, to be made like his people, to bear witness to the truth, to give eternal life, to bring great joy, to demonstrate true humility, to preach the gospel, to bring judgment, to give his life as a ransom for many, to fulfill the law and the prophets, to reveal God's love for sinners, to call sinners to repentance, to seek and save the lost, to serve, to bring peace, to bring a sword, to bind up broken hearts, to make us partakers of the divine nature, to reign as king, to restore human nature to holiness, to be a merciful and faithful high priest, to satisfy our deepest thirst, to reveal God's glory. For those of you who were listening closely, you may have thought to yourself, but you're forgetting an important, if not central, reason why Jesus came. Well, I didn't forget. I just intentionally delayed saying it until now. Let me now bring it to our attention by going back to what was said at the end of the first reading. The Lord God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15 Here is the first announcement of the gospel, the good news that God would rescue and restore his people from their fall into sin and death. And so we learn from this promise that the seed of the woman, that being Jesus Christ, as the rest of the Bible will make clear, came to earth to die. Or, put differently, Jesus was born to die. Do you remember the mission statement of Jesus as announced by the angel that we heard read just a few minutes ago? She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 1.21 Jesus understood his angel-announced mission, for he would later say this of himself, The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. The Apostle John also gave answers to the question as to why Jesus, the God-man, came to earth, to this enemy-occupied planet. 
in his first letter, the one he writes to those who believe in the name of the Son of God so that they may know that they have eternal life, he provides two reasons in almost the same breath as only two verses are between them. The first is, you know that he, that is Jesus, appeared to take away sins. 1 John 3, 5. And the second is, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. 1 John 3, 8. Now, with these two reasons he gives for the appearing of Jesus, John is certainly not contradicting himself. Rather, these two reasons for the appearing of Jesus come together and converge on the field of battle first announced in Genesis 3.15 when, as I mentioned a few moments ago, the Lord God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. In order to save his people from their sins, in order to take away sins, Jesus had to die a sacrificial and substitutionary death on behalf of and in the place of sinful men and women, boys and girls. For as the author of the letter to the Hebrews would later write, it was through death that he would destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. While Satan did bruise the heel of Jesus at the cross, through his death on the cross, Jesus crushed the head of Satan. Indeed, as you can read in the Something to Think About quote on the last page, page 14 of the program, Jesus did not come to add to our comforts. He did not come to help those who were already helping themselves or to fill life with more pleasant experiences. He came on a deliverance mission to save sinners, and to do so, he had to destroy the works of the devil. My friends, Jesus came to destroy his enemy and deliver his friends, his people, those who had once been lost, but who have now been found. As we look back to the first advent and look forward to the second advent of Jesus Christ, May we rest in these familiar words from this 18th century English carol, one that we did not sing this evening, but one that most of us surely know, and one that captures and expresses the biblical truth of promises made and promises kept. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, O tidings of comfort and joy.